Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Norm. It is November 9th, 2018, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This from persecution.org, International Christian Concern. Two boys abandoned after recently converted father is poisoned in Uganda. Growing up in western Uganda, Mumbari Mumbari, 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 two Ugandan boys, I'm sorry for butchering those names, um, never imagined a day when they would be separated from their parents. However, trouble began in November 2016 when their father, Abdul Hazma, converted to Christianity after an evangelist shared the good news with him. Quote, I visited the family of Abdul Hazma during my usual village visitations, and after sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with them, Hazma was convicted of his sins and asked if we could lead him in prayer to receive Christ, unquote, said the evangelist, Reverend Canon Kanja. Quote, his wife was against the idea, and she threatened, threatened him that leaving Islam would attract grievous measures from their family, unquote. Reverend Kanja continued, quote, The boys had no idea of what was going on, and they were pl outside playing with other children. So I prayed for their father and later on prayed with the boys. Hazma's wife declined to pray with us, unquote. While the vast majority of people are Christians in western Uganda, Islam has been increasingly increasing dramatically over Muslim traders after Muslim traders entered through East Africa in the early 19th century. Conversions to Islam were made communally, thus making it risky for individuals to decide to follow Christ. Reverend Kanja dedicated his time to guiding Hazma on the new path of living for Christ. He shared, quote, Abdul Hazma was showing the great joy of being a Christian and his spiritual growth was impressive. He began accompanying me during my evangelistic visitations and many were amazed at his testimony. His wife started complaining how Hazma's lifestyle is affecting the family ties and if he could reconsider coming back to Islam. He would not listen to any of that. He had become a committed follower of Christ, unquote. As the days went by, Abdul Hazma gained more knowledge about Christianity and how to reach out to Muslims. Strangely, some of his Muslim friends remained close to him, and he thought that that was an opportunity to gradually draw them to Christ. Sadly, this would not be the case. One evening, Abdul Hazma and his friends went out to the local market to have some tea and snacks. Reverend Kanja said, Not suspecting anything, he sipped his tea amidst catching up on day's occurrences. He immediately complained of, pain, complained of pain in his stomach, followed by vomiting. I was informed about his sudden sickness and asked my fellow pastor, Reverend John Mariambo, to help me take Hazma to the hospital. He succumbed to the stomach pain and vomiting, which the doctor later confirmed was food poisoning, unquote. International Christian Concern had the opportunity of speaking with Abdul Hazma's father, Mr. Ibrahim Masakara, Masarika, who is a staunch Sunni Muslim. He said, quote, Everybody in the family was shocked by the conversion of Hazma, and we were left with no option other than letting him leave and settle elsewhere because we could not bear the shame. I was pained a lot, but tolerant. Thoughts of killing him never crossed my mind. His wife was so upset, even contemplating a divorce. Later on, Hazma was poisoned and died at the hospital, unquote. Abdul Hazma joined many Christians who had been killed by poisoning in Uganda. His wife did not mourn him, Reverend Kanja said. Quote, a day after laying to rest Hazma, she left, matrimonial home, left the matrimonial home and their two young boys and got married off to Abdul's friend, who is suspected of poisoning him, unquote. The two boys are now living with Reverend 
Cannon, Kanja, and Kissinga Casey's district. So, um, this is, I feel like I want to say this is an extreme story, but it's not. Like he said, it's, excuse me, becoming, um, more and more common to see converts in this area in Uganda, uh, being poisoned. And so it's obviously suspected that Muslims in the area, family members, friends who are still Muslim are doing this to those people. So pray for um, this man's boys, uh, Abdul's sons. Uh, pray for his wife. Pray for his friend who married his wife, who may have been the man who poisoned him. Pray that God would convict them of their sins and draw them to Christ, that they would be saved, that those boys would be reunited with their mother, um, that there would be repentance and uh, and justice would be served. Um, jumping into our world watch list, we are down to number 22, Tajikistan, which is a country I'd never heard of. Um, facts about Tajikistan, it is in Central Asia. It is a dictor The persecution type is dictatorial paranoia. Persecution level is very high. Population is about 8,858,000. About 62,000 of those are Christian. The main religion is Islam. The government is a presidential republic. And the, the leader is President Imamali Rahman. So where the persecution comes from, in Tajikistan, no religious activities outside of state-run and state-controlled institutions are allowed. Government officials are the main driver of Christian persecution in the country and since 2015 have significantly stepped up their persecution because all Protestants are suspected of being spies intent on destroying the country's political system. The government is intent on controlling and eradicating their presence completely. There is almost no tolerance of religious education and church registration is restricted by stringent administrative barriers. All Christian activity is heavily monitored. Since August 2011, any religious activity for persons under the age of 18 has been strictly forbidden. How Christians are suffering. Christians in Tajikistan endure various forms of persecution, depending on their background and denominational affinity. Because the Russian Orthodox Church is not engaged in evangelism to Tajiks, to Tajiks and avoid conflict with Russia, the Tajik government poses very few issues for them. As in many other countries, converts from Islam in Tajikistan experience the worst persecution perpetrated by family, friends, and their local communities. They face extreme pressure to recant their Christian faith, sometimes even resulting in beatings and house arrest. This is in addition to Christian persecution from the government. Baptist, Evangelical, and Pentecostal Christians suffer from raids, threats, arrests, and fines from the government as well. A few examples, in February 2017, the authorities began a series of raids on congregational, congregations belonging to the Sumnin Symboyum, Good News of Grace, Protestant Church in the northern Sogd region, confiscating Christian songbooks and other literature. Two months later, they arrested Pastor Bakram Komatov in the regional capital, Kajund, and remain, he remains in secret police custody, apparently under investigation, on criminal charges of extremism. Meanwhile, officials in Dushanbe closed down two nursery schools. One was closed after officials found a Christian songbook. The other, apparently, because Protestants were employed there. So how we can pray for Tajikistan? 
if that's even how you pronounce it. <laughs> Pray for Christians who are under surveillance by authorities and are beaten and pressured to renounce their faith by their families. Pray that they will stand strong in the face of this persecution. The regime, the regime in Tajikistan puts heavy pressure on deviating groups, such as Christians. Pray that this pressure would lessen and that the country would become more open to Christianity. Christians are seen as extremists for their practices, their practice of religion outside of state-sanctioned structures. Pray that this view of them would change. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for um, just a reminder and a, uh, a picture of, of what our brothers and sisters endure around the world. We pray for, for the children of Abdul in Uganda. Um, pray for his, his sons, that they would uh, continue to follow after you, Lord, that you would protect them in the home of this pastor. God, I pray for his wife. I pray for his friend. I pray for the family members around him that you would use uh, this tragedy, this this horrible uh, thing that has happened to him, and use that. Let your Holy Spirit convict them of their sin and draw them to yourself, Lord. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Tajikistan, God, that they would, those who are persecuted and, uh, and pressured to renounce their faith, that they would stand strong in the face of persecution, um, even though they're followed and uh, beaten and uh, other things. God, I pray for uh, that um, the pressure on Christians would lessen and that they would become more, the country would become more open to Christianity that the, the government officials would, would ease up on, on Christian activities. And God, that the, the view of Christians in this area would change, that you would use um, whatever means, uh, just their love for one another, God, that you would use that to, to change the view of these men in this area, men and women in this area, God. And again, we thank you for your gospel. We thank you for your grace. We thank you that we are saved by faith and through, uh, saved by grace through faith in you and not of our own works. And God, and that's the reason why these men and women in these areas are willing to, to suffer for their faith because they know it's not about a better life and it's not about, um, wealth and health and, and, and prosperity, God, but it's about forgiveness of sin. It's about salvation from, from eternal, uh, the eternal wrath of your father, um, which is deserved by each one of us because of our sin. But you paid the penalty for that sin and you saved us, um, from the wrath that is to come. And we praise you for that, Lord. Um, again, we thank you for, uh, your word and your gospel and the ability to uh, lift up our brothers and sisters in prayer to you, God. And it's for your name, in your name and for your glory that we pray, Jesus. Amen. All right, y'all. Thanks for hanging out with me again. Um, keep praying for our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted simply because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until tomorrow, Soli Deo Gloria.